Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Behind the Bullet is the directorial debut from author and activist Heidi Human. When her former basketball coach and teacher Dave Sanders was killed in Columbine School High School massacre, along with 12 students, she began profiling the lives of those altered by the impact of gun violence. She is a tireless advocate for gun safety, and sit, as well as sitting on the board for the Brady Campaign to Prevent Gun Violence, Women Donors Networks, Stop Our Shooting, and the Trauma Intervention Program out of Portland, Oregon. In the film Behind the Bullet, Human chronicles the in-depth look at four individuals who have pulled the trigger and the profound impact it's had on their lives. We're honored to have with us the uh, director of the film, the documentary film Behind the Bullet, Heidi Human. Heidi, welcome to film school. Oh, thank you. So so glad to be here. Glad to be talking with you. Yeah, well, obvi- we, we read in the introduction here that you're you have a background in gun prevention. This and your activism seems to have been spurred by. Uh, a personal uh, situation, a personal tragedy uh, that at from Columbine High School. Uh, what was the transition for you from from that part of your life into filmmaking? What was it that what drove you to decide, hey, I, I need to make a film about gun violence in this country? So the transition happened when I was sitting at my former teacher's uh, funeral, Dave Sanders right after the massacre at Columbine, and I was sitting at his funeral, and I was looking at the swollen and red eyes of former teachers, and I, it was just so incredibly sad, and I thought, this is crazy, and I decided to get involved. And my interest was really in how do you get out of bed the day after you find out your child's been murdered at school? Uh, and then it... And then it went farther than that of, you know, what if your husband attempts suicide or, or you know, um, dies from suicide or your child or whoever it is, your loved one, um, from any kind of gun death. And so I wrote a book in 2007, as, as you had mentioned in the intro, chronicling um, or interviewing people who had been impacted by gun violence. And I really wanted to write a second book about, um, because I became very curious about, all right, so these are the people who are impacted by gun violence because they lost a loved one or they survived a shooting. Well, what about the people who shot them? Um, what, what happened to them and what do they think about this, especially a childhood accidental death? You know, when a, when a child finds a parent's gun and then accidentally kills another or their sibling, or a family member, how does the family recover from that? How do they move forward? How do they deal with the shame and the guilt? And so I felt like film was a better medium than than a book. So, for instance, in the film, there's a gentleman, Kevin, who killed an intruder in his home um, that was stealing, ironically, his guns. And so he shot and killed this guy, and he wasn't arrested, and it's not against the law in the state of Washington to kill somebody who's in your house stealing your things. And so, but the thing about it is Kevin is very um, torn up about it, and he has a lot of guilt, and he's taken a human life. And so he doesn't just sort of move on with his life, and, and 
he talks that he was happy that he did what he did and he felt like he needed to do this, but his facial expressions, you can just really tell that he is torn up about it and he's conflicted and it's not easy. And he has neighbors that will say to him, Hey, Kevin, did you kill anybody today? Ha uh, ha ha. Yeah. And it, it's just really hard and you can see that in his face and I wouldn't have been able to capture that in a book. So I'm so excited to be showcasing this at Slamdance and, and showing the emotion and the humanity of it. Before we go on to some of the other people in the film, I, I just to comment on Kevin, he had a significant array of guns in the house. He and yes, he did. Uh, he was a gun. I mean, I think he's a gun lover. What I, I mean, if that's yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I think what some of what <clears throat> you're talking about, and it's in the film, was when when this incident occurred, and these kids. I think there were two of them that were in his house, and he shot them. One of them. Lie, lay dying for uh, he was there 40 minutes with the with this uh kid before he died and that has to have an impact on anyone to literally watch someone die is a in and of itself putting aside all the circumstances that could have could bring that about is a traumatic experience but knowing that it was at your hand that this that this happened, whether you felt justified or not in the moment, cannot help but have an impact on his life. Yeah, so it, it, he, it wasn't a kid. That one of them, the two, he shot two people, and one died and one was injured. Right. So the, the one that he killed was a 50-year-old. Oh, I'm sorry. And, um, yeah, and so, no, that's okay. And he, um, but yeah, watching somebody bleed out, clearly you could tell from Kevin the emotion and the, craziness and the adrenaline rush at that moment in the chaos that was, I think you can't, with, with all of my experience and talking to people who've been in these kinds of situations, it's hard to imagine the chaos that happens and that people do what they think they have to. There's no, there's no time to really think it through. Um, and so, but there, there's this consequence of, of what happens afterwards. And you're right, to live with that of taking a life like what does that mean and it's just really difficult for him and for the and for the others that are that i showcase in the film yes for the others as well the circumstances are all very different but one of the great things about behind the bullet is it you showcase some of the predominant ways in which people die due to guns so you suicide is covered attempted suicide is covered uh, people with virtually little opportunity forced into sort of living out a, a very troubling kind of day-to-day life. Guns often appear in those people's lives and to deadly consequences. The situation with the, the break-in and the situation with children who are left unattended with with a live firearm, who don't know enough about the situation to, to do anything but what you what often happens, and those are things that w- we know are the are the circumstances, and yet we as a collective society choose to ignore them by and large. Is that fair? Yeah, no, I, I think I think that is fair. The um, the boy you were talking about in in the that's featured in the film, uh, Taylor, was eight year eight years old, and yeah. he found the mom's gun and accidentally killed his little brother, right. uh, five years old. And they, 
um, it was very interesting to spend the two weeks with them filming this because they, they're a very religious family and have really relied on their church and their faith to help them through. And there's, you know, huge amounts of loss and guilt and shame and um, just pain that they've really had to endure. So uh, I interviewed them 10 years after the shooting, so there's been some time. So that 8-year-old is now 18. All of us remember when we were 18, and it's very hard to process normal things, much less this layered guilt and shame. And, and to uh, I feel like I, uh, I was able to capture yeah. the frustration and the hardship that the family and Taylor have to deal with. Well, there's a seminal moment in the film regarding their family and, and, and talking about it. I don't know how often they talked about it prior to your arrival. I'm sure they did, but to the extent that this was kind of a, it seemed to be, I don't know if it's cathartic the moment, but it certainly felt like a lot of emotions that uh, were coming up that may not have always been easy to, to talk through in that in that. Well, moment. yeah, and I... Yeah, I, I come from a place of empathy and curiosity, and so when I was interviewing everybody, you know, every, we all have our viewpoints about guns and gun ownership, and I was, I, I felt glad to give this family an opportunity to really talk through, well, what did that feel like 10 years ago? I know Taylor, as an 8-year-old, he had no perception of what his parents went through. They ended up getting a divorce, um, or what his aunts and uncles I had to endure, and so for to to give that family an opportunity, that was one of my proud moments of filming. Of I was able, you know, to sort of give this to them, give this opportunity. And I was really glad to see that they leaned into it, yeah. and and was felt really grateful at the vulnerability that they allowed themselves to to show on on film. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a remarkable scene. There are others in the film uh, that, but when I think about gun violence and 40, over 40,000 people last year died in the United States due to gun mm-hmm. violence, the vast majority innocent victims of uh, just either the randomness or the lack of uh, attention to, to uh, safety, all kinds of different issues in, in play. And I just think about the ripple effect and and you touch on it in, your, in the film, you know, these are 40,000 lives that are no longer, you know, have been dramatically impacted the people around them. And the rippling effect of the pain and the suffering and the inability to reconcile what's happened and understand it and process it. And then the anger that's carried forward the, These from these 40,000 and beyond how many people are wounded. It's just, and we're unlike almost any country in the world in, when it comes to this particular issue. I just, it's so frustrating to me, and I, I don't want to step on your your uh, your opinion here, but it just feels like, why can't we seem to come to a, a reasonable accommodation, and instead we don't? And Yeah, I, and I, I think when we talk about the vast majority, one of the things that I put in the end, I, I don't tie this film up in a pretty bow, and I don't tell you to go, call your congressperson, or right. um, it, I don't provide answers, because it is very complex, and I'm showing the complexity. But the vast majority, which people don't realize, the vast majority of gun deaths are suicide. Over 60% are suicide. And so I think that was an important element to include in, in this film. Yeah, there's so many elements. And you're right, the, the, for people who are you know, who may think that a film like this is going to be bombarded with with uh, statistics and, this, and graphs and things like that, very judicious use of them, very strategic use of the uh, 
those statistics that you're talking about, but it comes with the impact of the story behind the story, if you will, the story of these people's lives. That uh, it's it's a very powerful film. Well, I'm just kind of curious pushback from, or I'm sorry, opinions or it takes from the people who were the subject of the film. What have you heard? Yeah, about? so this, yeah, so actually, this, um, I this is my first film that I've done. It was very important to me that I didn't re-injure these people and that they were part of the process. Certainly, didn't give them the editorial reign for sure, but. I went this summer and I met with each of them individually and showed them the finished product because I felt like it was really important to allow them to see what they were in and what they had agreed to do um, and how it came out before the public saw it. And all of them found it to be powerful. They cried. Uh, Will, one of the the people featured, who's an African-American guy from South Philly, He's actually on his way here to Slam Dance. Um, so excited to see him today. He saw the film with his mom and his two sisters, and they had an hour-long conversation where they kind of processed what had happened after he um, shot and killed another 18-year-old. Yeah. And they, uh, it was a really interesting conversation. I wish I would have had my camera with them because they, they, he talked about the guilt, and the mom talked about how he, she couldn't believe he did it, and so she was in denial for a couple years. And um, but yeah, they all they are all very glad to be in it, and they're all they all have the goal of helping this to help other people and to widen the conversation and create some change. And and really, I created the film. I didn't I didn't want to preach because that's not how we can have a conversation. I think. We, we create these bumper stickers and we try and make this right. simplistic and it's not, it's complicated. It's, there's no easy answer. And, and to, and to say, we, you know, uh, I'm going to preach to you and tell you what you should think. That's not going to solve the problem yeah. because we're, I think we're all frustrated with this. Yeah. And I'm glad they saw the whole film. I, I assume you didn't just show them their, their segment of the film. They saw no, the I whole, showed them the whole film. So yeah. see, that's where it's, this is so important. This is why, what makes this film so powerful is the, the, the collection of people who are highlighting uh, certain parts of this, of this issue, uh, their own specific part of this issue. And as a whole, uh, it is, uh, it's a powerful statement. It is a powerful film, and I th- I'm so glad that you are, that you're getting this in front of people. Obviously, it's going to be at Slam Dance. We just got word yesterday that it'll be at um, Cinequest in San Jose. Oh, good. In March, the beginning of March. Yeah. So um, we'll be moving the roadshow onto California. Well, all the best to you off on this film. It's a again, it's a terrific film, and uh, continue if you feel the the. Uh, the bug to continue as a filmmaker. You've put together a very, very well done documentary. Yeah, and I, I definitely, I, definitely do feel the bug. It's a, it's a fun and exciting medium for sure. Well, thank you, Heidi Eumann, so much for your work, and thank you so much for being here on Film School today. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.